Tonight on Discovery, sharks. Tomorrow night on Discovery, sharks. Followed by several more nights of sharks. Yes, it's midsummer programming once again here at Discovery. Sharks, sharks, and more sharks. Not fascinated by sharks? Okay, let's check out the Discovery Channel video library, shall we? It's uh, in here. Let's see what else they have to put on the air outside of sharks. See, there's shelves of video here. Here, see this one here? Oh, sharks. How about this one here? Sharks. Well, here's one. Fonzie jumps the shark. Got some more here. Sharks. Lots of sharks. Oh, I guess, uh, don't miss it. You know. Tonight on Discovery. It's Boca Brit Summers. From Florida to you. Officials in San Francisco are calling the monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency. Damn you! Damn you, monkeys to hell! Hey, you get the whole next hour to hear me bang my head against a wall and scream and yell at myself. Yeah, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, SoFloat Channel, Acast, SoFloat Talk, and Radio Pubic. And I'm broadcasting live from a country where if you're inept at everything you do and you lack an education and you suffer from severe mental illness, well, expect that phone to ring because that next call you're going to get is from the RNC recruiting you to be their next candidate. (laughs) Have you ever seen a group of knuckle-dragging morons in your life. I mean, we could start with Marjorie Six-Toe, inbred, dirty skakis, gangrene. We could start with her. Not to mention, Laura's got the crabs, Bobert. How's your restaurant doing, Laura? Look at all the redneck girls Cut off shirt and hair and curls Go into the bar to get free drinks Getting beat by redneck slop like what you see each night on Cops. They're what puts the cunt in country. Look at all the redneck sluts eating lunch at Pizza Hut in their greenside winder Walmart shorts. They smell like an old wet dog, their pickups rotten on the lawn and promising the Lord to breed some more. Somebody tell me why all trailer parks smell like. Campbell's burnt tomato soup from hell. Nipple rings and belly tats and velvet Jesus welcome ants. Her brother plays the banjo in a tree. Takes pride in her heritage and says incest is still the best foundation of a Christian family. Born again, Born again. they praise the, Lord. praise the Lord and bang their neighbors when they're bored. What would Jerry Springer do without those redneck women who put the cut in country? Yeah, you're listening to the Brit Summer Show. What, did I break too early? Well, what does it matter now? <laughs> you know, the Dems are on a roll, although you'd be hard-pressed to find that out if you watch any of the news cable news channels. Because uh, if you turn on CNN... What were they talking about? Oh, yeah, Shark Week. The most meaningless, because August is a dead month for any uh, type of broadcast media. They don't care what they put on the air. And that's where you get Shark Week. Uh, Who cares? I mean, uh, it's not 1975 and Jaws is in the movie theaters, okay? It's, It's done. But no, to this day, 
you get Shark Week, and now you get it on CNN. I mean, I guess there's no news, huh? Nothing's going on. Let's do Shark Week. And what was the other thing? Oh, MSNBC. You want to find out what the latest with the Cardassians is? Tune in MSNBC. Or, or uh, I should call it MSTMZ. Because they talk about celebrity crap all the time. I want to watch the news. I don't care about celebrities. Sorry. If I want celebrity gossip, you got TMZ, uh, Entertainment Tonight, or whatever. Those uh, syndicated garbages uh, between 7 and 8 and on your local stations. You have that. Why would you want to see it on a cable, quote-unquote, news channel? But we're making a lot of progress. I mean, with the energy spending bill and the inflation reduction bill, which both together is the Build Back Better bill from last year. <laughs> that is to say, if... Uh, that twisted sister, Kristen, is a Kristen or Kristen Multiplex Cinema, decides what party she's actually in. She was a member of the Green Party. Yeah, well, I guess she forgot. But at the transcribing of this program, uh, the vote hasn't been taken yet. But it seems to me it would depend on how much those checks are from the billionaires telling her to vote no. I don't understand what it is with uh, the billionaire elite who consistently mounts a, a war against clean water and clean air, which to me sounds like they like to live in squalor. Uh, if I had billions and billions of dollars, <clears throat> I'd want the best of everything, including the best water and the best air to breathe. I mean, I, yeah, I know. They have bottled water. They have filtered water. Uh, but think how nice it would be to just get it out of the tap. I mean, if I won that Powerball, that lottery thing, <clears throat> and I became a multi-billion billionaire, I'd be happy to pay taxes or, or whatever I had to pay to make sure that the water I drink is fresh and clean and the air I breathe is fresh and clean. Because I'm a fresh and clean person, as opposed to these... Filthy billionaires who probably have bathrooms that look like a palace and outside of taking a dump now and then, they probably never use them to take a shower. Because as we all well know, within the last several years, the last thing Republicans want in their life is good hygiene. And I, yeah, I'm talking about the vaccines. That's all part of good hygiene. Part of being clean inside and out. Cleanliness and, 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 and self-respect. But I guess Republicans are, are just filth pots all the way around, including the billionaire elites who can afford to spend a little more in taxes, maybe instead of infusing cash into organizations and lobbyists that fight against any positive changes that we can take regarding climate change. Rather than that, they re reappropriate that money and, and, and spend it on getting clean air and, uh, like they do in, uh, in Europe. The tax rates are still very high there, but they don't care. They want to drink clean water. They don't want to get cholera and bacala all over their uh, nice, clean Ivy League suits. <laughs> yeah, but Republicans, they like uh, living in filth. Now, I've never been close enough to a billionaire person uh, to find out for myself. Uh, maybe you have, and I'd be curious to know, do they stink? They have, like, body cheese odor that they smell. I mean, you know, like, uh, when you see Elon Musk, he's not kidding about the Musk. Have you seen that guy? You know he don't smell good. And he's a billionaire. What is he, the richest man in the galaxy? And he must smell like Mott Street in July. I mean, if you look at the guy, not to mention, uh, I think it's his ex-wife now. What did he marry, this uh, goth street urchin? who had uh, rings and bones in her nose and her ears and all that. He's, he's such a weirdo. I don't think they're together anymore. Maybe he, he, he stank too bad. Because these billionaires, they like filth. They don't want to smell good. They don't want to take... They don't want to use their palatial bathrooms to take a bath. Because they know if they do, they're going to get uh, brown water coming out of the tap. Unless, of course, you know, they naturally would have filtered water in their... Joe Mansions. And what, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. Did you see what John Stewart did? Oh! That 
encompasses everything I have ever talked about on this show about what the Democrats have to do. He did it. Again. You got to go in their face. You got to tell them things they don't want to hear and not back down and be armed with the facts so they can't come back at you. And it's called putting a big fist in their balls. That's what that's called. And that's the only language, Democratic Party, the Republicans, the Trumpers, understand. A big blue fist right into their dicks. And as far as Bobert and Green are concerned, yeah, them too. Gotta hand it to John Stewart. I mean... <laughs> He did this for the 9-11 responders. And, 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 you know, I've been hearing a lot about his, his new show, which uh, I have not seen. I, and, and primarily, it's because I don't know where it is. And he has been getting panned online that the show sucks. Uh, well, maybe it does. It wouldn't surprise me because those people panning it have a real short memory. And when he was at the helm of The Daily Show up until 2015, which <laughs> I've always had a real problem with that because that, that, that broke my heart when he left. We needed him more than ever uh, after that. And it wasn't a health thing. He just didn't want to do it anymore. He made his money and he wanted to go play in, on his farm. Uh, but they don't take into account that when he was hosting The Daily Show, what he doesn't have now is that writing staff who they, they called correspondents. But let's remember who wrote for that show and wrote for Jon Stewart. Let's start with, oh, I don't know, Stephen Colbert, Rob Corddry, Steve Carell, John Oliver, Samantha B. and Jason Jones, not to mention uh, Larry Wilmore. Now, if you've got a writing staff like that, you, <laughs> you will get a seven share in the ratings. And that's what they used to get consistently, sevens and nines. I mean, it was just a, a happening that was, <laughs> it was like, uh, I hate to use this analogy, but uh, when it comes to writing staffs, you had the show of show writing staff with, uh, you know, Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks, Mel Tolkien, Neil Simon, Woody Allen, Howie Morris. It goes on and on and on. And you could say all, all the great TV shows of all time, it was all about the writing. And I guess you can equate, since a lot of them have gone on to very successful film and television careers, you can equate it to, it, it, not quite, but it was up there in the ranks of your show of shows. Well, obviously, he don't have that right in, right now. Uh, and I, I don't know what he has, quite frankly, because I have not watched it. Um, but I can say, having not seen it, that uh, I get all excited whenever he's on, like, Colbert or something. Because, uh, as they said on Family Guy, Jon Stewart is the world's most important Jew. Oi! But Jon Stewart, yeah, he did it. He shamed him. Which is what we have to do. These flag-fucking... Uh, self-proclaimed patriots uh, that, well, yeah, we support our troops. No, you don't. You just showed at the world that you don't give a fuck about the vets. Right, Ted Cruz? What, what branch did you serve in? Oh, oh, sorry, you were in Canada at the time, yes. And Rand Paul, he is equating burn pit exposure to hypertension. Well, you better watch out, Rand Paul. Putin might turn his ass around a little bit and break off your tongue. But yeah, most Republicans, I mean, oh, they acquiesce, but it's the Republicans. All of you Republicans, anybody who's even registered as such, you are a coward. A fucking coward. Which is, every Democrat should refer to a Republican as, just like uh, Josh Hawley. He is a, I know he's been called, on, you can see, on the cable news channels. Well, he is, it was a cowardly act. It was a cowardly thing to do. Nobody came out and said he is a fucking coward. Which is exactly what all the Republicans are. They talk big. They got the media behind them to back up their bullshit statements. But when it comes right down to it, they're cowards. And they got their mugwump white trash trailer shit that uh, 
watch their Fox News and hear their hate talk on the radio and uh, drive a pick-em-up truck. And then uh, that, makes, or, and that makes them a patriot when they actually haven't done crap for anybody. They're patriots because they sit their fat, beer-guzzling asses down and watch Fox News. Yep, yep, yeah, I'm a patriot. See that there, old boy, yeah. Uh-huh. With their scraggly shit beards with the uh, egg dripping from it. Republicans don't give a shit about veterans, about our military. And they made that crystally clear, perfectly clear for everyone to see. Until John Stewart did what the Democratic leadership should have been doing. Shame them into it. Oh, maybe we'll have bipartisan agreement. Will they be bipartisan today? Bye, 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 bipartisan. Bye, 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 bipartisan. We like bipartisan. Oh, yeah. We Democrats, we like bipartisan, bipartisan, bye, 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 bye. And we never get it. We never get it. We never will. You're never going to get any kind of bipartisan agreement from any of these bastards, including Mansion and Cinema. <clears throat> bipartisan agreement. Bipartisan. Bipartisan. I've been hearing that all week. Fuck bipartisan. We're partisan. Fuck them. We should adopt their attitude and go after what we want forcefully and aggressively. We should hold a press conference about everything they say to push back on everything they say. Every representative should hold a press conference like every hour on the hour. What am I talking about? They're going on vacation. La, 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 la. We. Anytime Republicans say anything which is usually pulled out of their ass, we should face them down. Go out on the lawn, call a press conference. That's anybody. I'm talking about any of our Democratic leaders out there. Even the ones I like. And the only one I can think of that comes close is Jamie Raskin. Only be, but, but, he, but he only talks about the uh, J6 committee. But he calls a press conference when he has something to say, or he's happy to go on uh, news programs. Eric Swalwell, too. But we need more of that. <laughs> Jamie Raskin is, is hardly a forceful person. <laughs> I love the guy, but, but at least he does it. American public is entitled to know what's going on. And while I'm on the subject of Jamie Raskin, he was the only, the only Democratic leader who called out Marjorie Sixto inbred uh, gangrene. Mr. Speaker, the United States of America just witnessed, witnessed the most astonishing spectacle. We are here to debate aid to the people of Ukraine defending themselves against a massive invasion by Vladimir Putin and his army. Then the minority puts up the distinguished general lady from Georgia who does not mention Ukraine once. She does not mention the thousands of Ukrainian civilians who've been slaughtered by Putin's army. She does not mention more than 100 Ukrainian children who've been shot and killed by the Ukrainian army. Instead, she talks about a massive invasion at the border, a massive invasion which their own speakers have said today, hundreds of thousands of people have been apprehended in. That's very different from a military invasion. The one in Ukraine, of course, the general lady is not going to talk about that. She had a lot to say the other day when she heckled me continuously. When I came to the floor, it was like the Rocky Horror Picture Show in here with her chanting about the Russia hoax and Russia this and Russia that. Now she had the opportunity to tell the world what her views about Russia are. I put them out there, exactly what she has said. She said that the aid that the taxpayers of America are sending to the people of Ukraine to defend themselves against Vladimir Putin and the Russian army falls into the hands of Nazis. I want to see her proof. Where's her evidence? She talks about NATO Nazis. Does my minority believe that our allies in NATO who are trying to defend the people of Ukraine are Nazis? Has it come to this? General Lady talked about a massive invasion. We had a massive invasion of our own chamber. And she continued to be a cheerleader for the insurrection and deny what happened here. 
Somebody, I would just love to see somebody, anybody, any of the Democratic leadership. I would like to challenge them to come out here and make their case and show me the facts, especially uh, Marjorie Six-Toe Gangrene, who hates the gays, hates the uh, Hispanics, uh, hates blacks, and uh, oh yeah, hates the Jews. You hear that, APAC? You still giving her money? You giving money to all of these white Christian nationalists? which spelled sideways, says Nazi. I, mean, I, just like, when, I would just like to see, like, if she came out, when, like, they, they catch her in the hallway and ask her a question, and she's such outrageous, crazy bullshit. I would just like to see one of our representatives counter her by saying, how many married men did you fuck in your gym? And if that's true, how is it possible? I mean, have you looked in the mirror lately? Representative? She's like a... Pro Magnum uh, cave woman. Nobody's got the balls to do that. It's a shame. And what was the other thing? That, oh, oh, yeah. Biden gave the order to kill uh, Ayman uh, al Wawizawi. That's no small matter. Yeah, the primaries are coming up, but they did it. Oh, it only took 21 years. And you can't tell me that the intelligence community didn't know where this guy was until now. They, they've known where he was. But they took out the greasy towel head, and I'm all for it, just as the Republicans would have been 20 years ago. Yeah, 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 but, but we have a problem now. Now they're wearing the straggly beards like the Al-Qaeda. You notice that the uh, white trash, the white garbage that was at the insurrection, not all of them, but most of them had those scraggly Al-Qaeda beards. And now it's a fashion statement. If you see that scraggly, shitty-looking, I-haven't-bathed-in-six-months beard, well, you know they got a red MAGA cap sitting at home. But yeah, they got Ayman Al-Weenie, Wowie-Zowie, whatever the hell his name is. I don't want to pronounce it properly, because it's not worth my time. But you know where they finally killed that camel jockey? (laughs) Works out for me. Because they found them in... Kabul, Kabul. Kabul, Kabul. Kabul. I'm Abdul Rashid. And on my head I have a towel that I love. And when I pray I say to Allah, Life don't mean a thing at all. The rain falls on our head, the tablecloth will do instead. Oh, life don't mean a thing. Unless it's me who has the bombers up above Look like a girl when I run holding my dress up Please don't shoot off my balls There arises what we do For Kukla and Allah, that's why Pentagon and New York do Okay, baby, that's out of line Stop bombing me it's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Might as well stay on a roll with this. Yeah, it's a little bit dated, but it's a pretty good Roy Orbison impression, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Anytime they see that we're lacking in the polls, they provide a headline that will lead you by the nose. Who say they said is the one now they have only one big dictator left. Don't worry about Saddam, we got him. Now we're all comfy and safe, we got him. We won't attack this no more, we got him. Praise Bush like Jesus. Who say 9-11 is what they got you to believe? Can't get any dumber than a one-party country. 
you believe what they say, like a gullible fool, as they use the states for their corporate tool. How the election off, we got them, Bush has got it, King, we got them. Get down on your knees, we got them. Yeah, that was about Saddam during the Bush administration. It may sound terribly dated now, but when you think about it, with this recent passage of the uh, uh, burn pit bill for veterans, when you think about it, because I mentioned Dick Cheney in that bit, and of course Dick Cheney back then was unofficially head of uh, Halliburton, Halliburton. And uh, many don't recall because it wasn't a big story back then, but it was Kellogg, Brown, and Root. And uh, the burn pits, which consists of a combination of jet fuel and Agent Orange and whatever else was in there, any kind of waste uh, went into the burn pits. Uh, That was the uh, handiwork of KBR, Kellogg, Brown, and Root, and uh, Halliburton. Halliburton. And... uh, that's what they did in the Iraq invasion, uh, which, again, I'll have to say it again. This is a reminder. Iraq didn't attack us on 9-11. Iraq had nothing to do with it. Now they admit it, but, uh, okay, everybody bought into that lie back then, like uh, the Trumpers are buying into the uh, Trump uh, election lie. But their job back then, was pretty much what they do now. They are the uh, cleanup company, the waste disposal, if you will, of uh, battle zones. They'll clean up for you. They're like the Harvey Keitel in uh, Pulp Fiction. That's what they do. They go in and they clean up the mess. They don't do it well, but they remove the debris. <clears throat> and some of that debris, back uh, in 2003, four, five, six. Uh, during Iraq happened to have been human bodies. Because if you recall back then, uh, there was only one photograph taken of the flag-draped coffins being shipped back to the States. And whoever took that, I think it was Getty Images, uh, they got in trouble because they made this uh, unofficial law that you will not photograph body bags being returned to the United States, which they, they did that during World War II at the very start of it, but then uh, things got so out of hand they couldn't handle it anymore. And, uh, and yeah, towards the end of the war, uh, you started seeing pictures of wounded and killed uh, GIs. But they tried doing that in uh, Iraq, by covering up, a, I, don't know, I don't know what the uh, optics were supposed to be. Nobody gets hurt in war. I don't understand what they're trying to achieve with that. No, nobody dies. Nobody comes back in a body bag. War is great and everything's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's what they did. And there were so many dead soldiers and uh, Iraqis. Uh, it was overwhelming. So that's where KBR and Halliburton stepped in to uh, eliminate the carnage. And their way of doing it, they had what were called cremation trucks. Although they didn't officially call them that, that's what they were, cremation trucks. They would collect the bodies and uh, the dog tags, uh, so they knew who it was, and then they'd uh, conveniently incinerate them in, in right there in the Halliburton-owned trucks. So yeah, it wasn't a big story back then, and it's long forgotten now. It's just, to me, it's reminiscent of the burn pits. Mobile cremation on the field of battle is no concern to a nation of obedient cattle. Won't see nobody pass or caskets draped with glass. And as the television gently spoon feeds you, I'll tell you something that you won't be seeing on the news. We're burning, we're burning, we're burning our troops. We're burning, we're burning, we're burning. 
certain death. Our soldiers and corporate mercenaries sit down to a laurel and hearty breakfast provided by the good folks at Kellogg Brown and Root, subsidiary of Halliburton. They start their day the Kellogg Brown and Root way with all the nutrition of a well-balanced breakfast. Fried grease to keep them regular on the battlefield, blood in the salad for iron, and rotted meat to help prevent gout. KBR studies show that rat droppings provide calcium for strong, healthy bones to help prevent annoying rattling in the coffins on the trip home. It's KBR's mission to send supplies in when it's not too dangerous. Our soldiers are aware of the sacrifice they must make to restore democracy where it never existed and hope they live long enough to enjoy a boxed lunch. Kellogg, Brown, and Root thanks all of you for your continued support of our troops by looking the other way. Kellogg, Brown, and Root. Getting back briefly to the amoral... Low-life douchebags that we embrace, the billionaire class, yes, who fight constantly against us. They either want us in total servitude or eliminated altogether. That is their, <clears throat> shall I say, final solution. Oh, and by the way, uh, speaking of final solutions, I got so much to say about Ron Death's sentence. <sighs> I'm thinking about doing an entire show just about that. Did you know his middle name is Dion? Dion. And he's going after uh, drag queens. Dion. But that's a very Italian name. Ron Dion DeSantis. That's an Italian name. But what kind? What the fuck kind of Italian is he? I don't know what part of Italy he's from. Oh, I know what kind of Italian he is. Why, he's, he's the Mussolini-type Italian. Yeah. Mussolini, the, the dictator in Italy, who in addition to becoming an ally with fascism and Hitler and all that stuff, uh, he outlawed, get this, he outlawed in Italy, in Italy, pasta. He made it illegal in Italy to eat pasta. And the reason he gave for that is that it made you fat and flabby. In other words, you'd wind up looking like him. You'd wind up looking like a death sentence. That's just the type of illogical, cruel, degenerate, and sadistic type of, uh, I don't even want to call them laws, just dictates from uh, fiats, I guess they call them. Hey, yeah, I'm talking about Italy, so there you go. That's just, that's right in his mentality. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, DeSantis outlawed pasta just for no other reason than to be a miserable fuck and of course the metagon goyim in the villages they probably go right along with it be interesting to see what they do uh, during the midterms because uh, you know as in my democratic circles which i i always hear a lot there are it is a 150,000 strong uh, republican voting bloc in the three counties in Florida called the Villages, Lake County being chief among them. That's the biggest one. And <laughs> you'll always hear, oh, yeah, but there's some progressives there. Oh, yeah. If you squint and look really hard. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be interesting to watch because it's uh, those types in the Villages, the Q-tip heads. That marinate themselves in hate talk radio and Fox News. But pretty much, I mean, uh, to be fair, 
That's all there is up there. Just hate talk radio. Nothing. Nothing. I don't even think there's music. It's just hate talk all over the place in those three counties. <laughs> there's nothing else. Uh, if there is music, I'm pretty sure that they take breaks into the Fox News radio network. And then Fox News and uh, Newsmax and whatever the hell else they got out there to uh, help indoctrinate you into being a white Christian nationalist Nazi, even if you're Jewish. But you won't find any Jews there. Maybe a couple. They're just the types that, uh, the reason they're Trumpers is because they really value his lack of values. And one of those values being human life. And if you see what he did with his first wife, Ivana, uh, and you, you'd have to be under a rock or underneath a golf course not to see what he did. And, and her kids did. Uh, they put her on a plot of land on hole number one. Where, that's the hole where you tee off and the balls land <laughs> on his uh, Bedminster golf course in New Jersey. So now she's laying under golf turf where uh, people walk over there with their golf cleats and uh, drop balls on her and all that, and they probably uh, whip it out and take a little piss over there. Or, or uh, maybe uh, if they bring their dogs along, they have them take a dump. Right there, right on top of Ivana. Oh, that's, that's pure love there, isn't it? That is a prime example of uh, how unempathetic that family is. That entire family is to uh, anything regarding anything. They are psychopathic sociopaths, all of them. I mean, not to say anything about, I'm talking about the kids, about their mother being <laughs> buried on a golf course just so they could save taxes. Save? They don't have to pay any taxes now. So, so what does that tell me? Okay, what will this low life do next? I would have to say to Marla Maples, watch out, you're going to wind up underneath hole number two on his uh, Bedminster course. He's going to turn the whole thing into a cemetery plot. <laughs> You're going to be golfing on top of the dead Trumps. Maybe he'll have his father's body exhumed and uh, he could be hole number four. But he, I, you know, he's saving the uh, best for last, I'm pretty sure. And when you think about it, all the kids, it all adds up. His entire family would add up to, well, what was it? Hole number, the ninth hole. I mean, Eric and Junior... And his wife and uh, Kimberly. Galen Fire! She could be a hole. <laughs> she could be under the eighth hole because she. They're all holes, so it makes sense. And I, I wonder if they bury them uh, uh, facing up where their mouth is, uh, the hole. That's where the ball goes, right into their mouth. I'm just curious. Or up their ass. Maybe they bury them face down so the ball goes into their asshole. And I think he's saving the best for last. Ivanka and uh, Melania, his uh, newest whore, uh, they're going to get buried at Mar-a-Lago. Because that, I don't know what the Florida laws concerning cemeteries or burial grounds are concerned, but he's probably looking into that and going to have them buried right there. So he won't have to pay any property taxes at Mar-a-Lago. So there you go, Ivanka and uh, Melania. You're going to be uh, buried at prestigious Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach. That's my prediction. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. I mean, he, get away, he gets away with everything. Never an indictment. Although I have to uh, give a flip of my thing, where credit is doo-doo, to Merrick Garland for actually doing something. Merrick has showed up for work, and congratulations, and I don't like coming down on... The DOJ, but, uh, you know, up until now, you guys have been asleep and you've been eating uh, box lunches and not paying attention to anything. Uh, and and uh, not to mention, you still <clears throat> have Trump appointees in place. I don't want to mention Christopher Ray by name. Yeah. How come that name never came up? He was there during the insurrection and he uh, didn't do nothing. Did he get a phone call or did he make a phone call? That name never comes up. Christopher Ray. Hey, FBI director, how's that uh, search for the DC pipe bomber coming along, huh? Anything at all? Do you care? Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But to his credit, Merrick Garland has charged 
The four assassins, otherwise known as Louisville cops, who murdered Brianna Taylor and the other person in her apartment, who I don't know the name of, it was a double murder. And they were charged with this before, and they were acquitted by a gang of moronic racists who don't pay attention or watch the news, very carefully picked by the defense. I don't know how they got away with that, but uh, yeah, they walked, but they're not walking far. And the next time they walk, it's going to be perp walked into the tombs. Because I'm, I'm fed up with this, with the, the willful racist assassination of black people, just, just for any reason at all. Like the, the guy they shot, what was it, 500,000 times? Uh, what was it? 50 cops <laughs> shooting one guy. <laughs> kind of makes you wish that uh, the fictional cop shows were real, even the ones that featured dirty cops, because even the dirty cops in fictional cop shows, uh, now and then they do the right thing. Lately, all they do is arbitrarily murder black people, get away with it, uh, go get on paid leave. <gasps> paid leave. <clears throat> and when they do go to trial, with the exception of that one and the other four uh, involved with uh, George Floyd, but that was it. Most of them just walk. What's got to happen here, what's got to change is nobody walks. You face the consequences of your actions. Wouldn't that be nice? And then they could all receive the death penalty and get buried on a Trump golf course. <laughs> <laughs> And in the case of these cops, they should, instead of a golf course, they should be buried under the welcome mat. Yeah. Be careful where you step. But I think, uh, I think it would be fitting for Don himself, if he wants to bury his entire family in his golf course, they should bury him under the ball washer. After a long day on the golf course, dressed gaily in colors so bright it would embarrass a circus clown, you need to reaffirm your manhood with a good slice. Nothing improves your game more than nice, clean, shiny balls. Yes, sir, this dandy little machine washes your balls spick and span. And it's small enough to carry around in your checkered pants. And it gives your balls a lickin' that'll improve your swing. The Amalgamated Golf Ball Washer. Mention my name when you buy one, and you'll get it for the uh, regular price. With Boca Brittany. What's the matter with lesbian golfers? Can't you tell we really love hitting balls? The only thing that separates us from the men is the country club's bathroom stalls. I love my girlfriend who's also my caddy She's the film, I'm the butch, she calls me daddy Muff dive at five, tuna taco, alright It's still ladies golf to me My favorite hole, it doesn't have any number A green or a fairway Don't sweat me cause I'm a snapper lapper I play golf and I'm gay Time got caught in the clubhouse. Lesbian golf is the only kind with dugouts. I'm gay, let's play LBGA. It's still ladies golf to me. And ride is disgrace, chicks sit on my face. It's still ladies golf to me. Oh! It's the Brit Summer Show. Oh! You have the ride to vote. Round trip to your polling place and back. And it's free with two-hour advance notification. Our drivers will pick you up, wait for you to cast your vote, and take you home. Simply download the Ride to Share Vote mobile app or call 888-977-2250. For more information and service map for your area, visit rideshare2vote.com. That's one word, rideshare, numeral two, vote.com. Former President Barack Obama has released his uh, yearly summer reading and music playlist. It's that time of the year again for President Obama's 2022 summer playlist. This track list is perfect for a day at the beach and certainly wasn't carefully crafted so that the songs when read top to bottom would taunt another former president. Enjoy hits like 
Hey ya, treasonous clown! It turns out you are not a smooth criminal! Who knew? Oh yeah, everybody! Have fun testifying I'll be drinking tequila on a boat! Sure, this playlist seems to contain groups of words that convey complete thoughts, but technically it's just randomly ordered songs, such as Remember when you said where I'm from happened to be Africa. Karma is a bitch. Who's laughing now? Ha 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 he he. Music from Boca, Brittany. Music or music. The Brit Summer's Tasty Tune of the Week from 1969. You would think it's a British import as I did for many years, but it's not. song if this was an AM radio station in the 60s, but no, this is the Brit Summer Show where you get the entire album cut. It's a very pretty sounding song and lushly orchestrated, but wait till you hear the story behind it. It gets pretty weird.
It hit number 17 in 1969, and no, it was not British, although the lead singer, Don Gant, uh, really tried to British his accent up. <laughs> Morning, girl. <laughs> Uh, and, of course, the orchestration was, uh, it wasn't something you normally heard on Top 40. Uh, it was very uh, Austin Powersy sounding. But get this, that was recorded in Nashville, Tennessee. The Neon Philharmonic, in actuality, was the Nashville Philharmonic. And it was co-written, arranged, and conducted by a guy named Fred Saucy. He got a little saucy now and then, but here's the weird part. Fred Sauce, after doing that, now you got to keep in mind, this, this hit number 17 on Billboard. They had to make some money off this song. Uh, this guy, Fred Saucy, as it turns out, became close friends with James Earl Ray, the guy who assassinated Martin Luther King. So it's kind of weird, but Nashville, Tennessee, so it kind of makes sense. I mean, this guy obviously back then, was a fringe racist. And uh, probably, if, if he was alive today, he'd probably have his own podcast and be a Trumper and, and sell placebos on the air, like uh, Alex Jones. I will eat your ass! Who, sell, who makes, unbelievably, $800,000 a day selling placebos on the air. And, and advertising for certain gun manufacturers or whatever. Eight hundred thousand dollars a day you know something maybe i ought to start selling placebos on this show but anyway yeah something that sounds like that came out of nashville tennessee the lead singer don gant who later on became a producer for jimmy buffett got his british accent all up for that and uh for many years i mean up until recently i always thought who are the british writers in uh conductors of this thing. And it turns out now, they're from Nashville, Tennessee, boy. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, judging from what this Fred Saucy guy did with, with his good friend, James Earl Ray, it comes in no surprise. Well, it is a surprise, but there you have it, boys and girls. I mean, that's pretty strange. And they, they never had a hit after that. That, that, that was a one-hit wonder. Although they had other albums, but uh, that was it for them. One thing that came to mind listening to the album cut of that, uh, at the last few seconds of that song, uh, <laughs> stay with me on this. See if this doesn't add up for you. But here's an opportunity for my audience to look deeply inside of my ears. Tell me if there isn't some connection here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play like the last few seconds of what I just played and go into something else and tell me, if I'm out of my mind or not. thing uh, I mean uh, I don't know it just reminded me of that song it's the Brit Summer Show running out of time with you on Skyhawk Radio iTunes FYI Nation tune in Stitcher Patreon SoFlo Channel Acast Radio Pubic thank you everyone for contributing and especially uh, again I'm not going to have a chance to get around to Ernie's favorite pick to click uh, but I will and you know why because he is the Chief underwriter and official sponsor of the Brit Summer Show. Ernie! We thank you! Thank you, Ernie. I'll take my pants off for you next week. With the time I have left, there's one thing I wanted to get to while it's still fresh in my mind. Uh, those of you who watch Better Call Saul, which is about to wrap pretty soon, and, and if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, it's a real nice uh, gateway into that series, and uh, it's fun. 
Vince Gilligan is amazing. It's it's the best show on television as far as I'm concerned. And at this stage, is like a one episode left. But I have to... <laughs> but in a recent episode. And listeners to this show will recall when Mike Nesmith passed away. I had a little tribute to him uh, because the monkeys came under such scrutiny in the uh, mid-60s for not being real musicians, not making their own songs or whatever it is. And he was a, a accomplished musician uh, well before the monkeys, wrote his own stuff, and I played one of his songs on my show a few months back and there it was. There it was. I mean, this was a B-side. This was a flip side. Uh, it was a flip side of Valerie, by the way. And there it was on Better Call Saul. In fact, an entire segment. Not the version I'm about to play, but the uh, actually the demo version, which he did again uh, during one of his live tours or, or, or later on on another album. Uh, it's, it's a little bit slower and... Uh, most of his stuff that he did write that the monkeys did do, uh, they just speeded it up. But for Better Call Saul fans, this is from the episode when he got all slipping Jimmy McGill <laughs> after hearing news about Kim Wexler, which we'd all like to know. Uh, but uh, the way that show goes, we'll find out. Uh, he was pretty upset. He was on a self-destructive mission. And there I was, right there in the episode, an entire segment, Tapioca Tundra. Featured on Better Call Saul, uh, the episodes with Carol Burnett. And when I saw that she was in it, I thought, are they going to make it goofy now? And actually, no, she's pretty good. Hey, thanks for listening this week. I don't know if I'll have one next week. Uh, I'm going to try. If not, here's the thing. Uh, before I go under the knife for my back, uh, I have to make a short trip up to see my mother to help my sister again. Uh, I, I warned you in advance, it's going to happen uh, quite often. Um, but if I get back in time or, or if I have to leave late, I don't know. Whatever the schedule permits, I will get another show out. Because I'm telling you, I got so much stuff on this uh, dirty Don death sentence. Uh, it's going to take up an entire program. So something to look forward to. 
Until next time, this is Britt Summer saying, oh, oh, watch your step. You're standing on top of Ivana. You find the fun. Radiates around. The Brit Summer Show.